Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spirited and spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. And we're very glad you're here. You're here on Flower Communion or Flower Celebration Sunday, as you might be able to tell from the arrangement that has been growing over the weeks and has now spilled out onto the podium. So, flowery, flowery, flower communion. And this afternoon, we're going to be in person outside in the courtyard, and you're welcome to bring a flower and take another flower home with you. It starts at 2 o'clock. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. And it is in the spirit of that heritage that we greet the divine every Sunday morning by turning to the people to our right and left and welcoming them here. Now, before we begin gathering back in person, we're still remote. And so we greet one another in the comments. So if you have comments, now's the time. Our chalice lighting was written by our own Biss Thornton. Please join me as we light the chalice. Sacred flame, bloom in our hearts, bloom in our minds, bloom in our bones, bloom in our eyes, bloom in our mouths, bloom in our hands. Make us each a garden of love, shining, crackling, burning. We gather today to remember beauty and the abundance of beauty. We gather to share the beauty we have found in this world with one another in love. Behold now your flowers, their loveliness and beauty, fashioned by the earth and all the invisible forces of creation. Each point of energy within it moves and transforms. This collection of atoms is simply in the process of flower. Do you see their other lives? This flower has been seed, dirt, sunshine, insect, beast, and star, and 100,000 other things and more. Witness the infinite becomings of this flower as the flower process witnesses the infinite becomings of you. This congregation wrote its own mission statement, which guides our decisions as we move together into the future. We wrote it on the wall of our sanctuary, and we say it together every Sunday. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, 
and do justice to build the beloved community. Every week after we say our mission, we have a moment for beloved community. In light of the fact that our Texas legislature has been throwing hateful words and even more hateful legislation at those among us who are trans, I would like for you to meet Kai Shapley, who testified before the Texas Ledge. So, so uh, welcome. We, we chair calls Kai Shapley. Introduce yourself and give us your testimony. Go ahead. Hello. My name is Kai Shapley. Um, I love ballet, math, science, and geology. I spend my free time with my cats, chickens, FaceTiming my friends, and dreaming of when I will finally meet Dolly Parton. I do not like spending my free time asking adults to make good choices. I've been having to explain myself since I was three or four years old. Texas legislators have been attacking me since pre-K. I am in fourth grade now. When it comes to bills that target trans youth, I immediately feel angry. It's been very scary and overwhelming. It just, it makes me sad that some politicians use trans kids like me to get votes from people who hate me just because I exist. God made me. God loves me for who I am and God does not make mistakes. You should be careful how you treat the least of these. Please, just listen to me, hear me, try to educate yourselves, try to understand everybody. My mom has been giving everything she has to stand up for me. With these new things y'all are trying to do, we both are having to advocate for each other because you are now targeting a great mom and a great nurse. My mom needs her nursing license to take care of me and my siblings. Bullying is bad. Please stop. Don't make bad choices. It's never too late to turn it around. And I want to say thank you to those of you who are sticking up for kids like me. By the time I am in college, you will be celebrated in the history books. Hooks is the pen name of Gloria Jean Watkins, a name that she joyfully borrowed from her maternal great-grandmother. Hooks is a black American writer who openly addresses the intersectionality of race, capitalism, gender, classism, sexuality, mass media, feminism, and the work of love. Our meditative reading comes from her book, Real to Real, Race, Sex, and Class at the Movies. In it, she wrote, I want there to be a place in the world where people can engage in one another's differences in a way that is redemptive, full of hope and possibility. Not this, in order to love you, I must make you something else. That's what domination is all about. That in order to be close to you, I must possess you remake you and recast you. Now is the time 
in our service when we join together in an attitude of prayer and meditation where we speak or listen to God as we understand God or we listen to our inner wisdom speak to us or we just watch our breath as it comes in and out of our bodies. Will you please join me in an attitude of prayer? Our hearts are agitated, seeing the pain that's caused by our elected officials and lobbyists here in Texas. Our hearts are open and grateful to those among us who have been standing on the side of love, who have, who have sided with love in conflict after conflict. We pray strength for them. We pray energy for them. We ask that we could have some clarity about how to support them. It can be so difficult when those who stand against love seem so reasonable. They have good reasons in their own minds for doing things which seem to me to be wicked. I ask for the courage and the patience not to lose sight of the humanity of everyone involved. May it be so. You are now invited to light candles of joy or sorrow, hope, remembrance, or determination. Some say love, it is a river that drowns the Thank you. 
that never takes the chance. It's the one who won't be taken, who cannot seem to give. And the soul afraid of dying that never weeks, some of our members have been down at the Capitol pressing against the forces that want to pass anti-trans legislation. This legislation would open the door to so much discrimination against our beloveds who are trans, especially our young beloveds. It would open the door to the examination of their bodies if they want to play sports, a decision about their bodies made by people who are not parents and not doctors. Fortunately, it looks like this part of the struggle has been successful. And I am very grateful to those who spent hours and hours there hearing such venomous things about themselves and people they love and persisting anyway. It's an, an act of courage that I think we can all applaud and appreciate. It's so fitting that this is happening at the time of our Unitarian Universalist seasonal flower communion being celebrated by so many Unitarian churches across the country. It is a, a ceremony that was invented by a man named Norbert Chopik. Norbert Chopik 
was born in South Bohemia in 1870. He was raised in the Catholic Church, but he became disillusioned at a young age with that, and he decided to uh, resign from the Catholic Church and eventually became baptized as a Baptist and became a Baptist preacher. He traveled all over the area and founded Baptist churches in Central Europe. He became more and more liberal, especially as he rediscovered the free faith of Central Europe that was um, most active in the 1500s when the Edict of Torda said that they were going to have religious freedom in the land. And that king, John Sigismund, and his chaplain, Francis David, made space for freer thinking in Central Europe, which gave rise to the strengthening of Unitarianism. So this is an important part of our history that he discovered and made part of his thinking. He wrote articles, he preached sermons, but the articles that he wrote and the liberal nature of his thinking garnered negative attention from the German authorities. And in 1914, he and his wife Maria moved to the United States. He became an editor of a Czech newspaper in New Jersey. And his wife passed away. He served Baptist churches from 1914 to 1919. Uh, he was accused by several Slovak Baptist ministers of heresy. And so whenever you're accused of heresy, you have to have a heresy trial. I'm guessing that was pretty tiring for him. He met and married a Czech woman named Maja, and she had been trained as a librarian from Columbia University. And so he and Maja lived in New Jersey and joined um, the Unitarian Church in Orange, New Jersey, after he left the Baptist Church. In 1921, he returned to the newly independent Czechoslovakia after World War I was over. He founded a Unitarian church in Prague. And by 1941, the church had 3,200 members. Maja became a Unitarian minister as well. And she moved back to the U.S. to serve some congregations in Massachusetts. His thinking, again, attracted the wrong kind of attention from the authorities. He had invented a lovely ceremony for his church in Prague, a flower communion, where he said, there are so many beautiful flowers in the field, and not one of them is like the others, and that's good. You would never ask a lily to be a rose. You would never ask a daisy to be a tulip. You appreciate them for who they are. And that's who we are, too. You don't want one uniform kind of human being. We're all very different. So let's all bring some flowers to church and take a flower home with us that's a different one from the one that we brought. And in this, we let it sink into our minds and our hearts and our spirits that we are beautiful flowers whether we are 
common flowers or rare flowers, red flowers, blue flowers, yellow, hard to grow, easy to grow, what might some people call weeds. We all have our own essence, and it is beautiful, and we need one another. This was not a message the Nazis liked. The Nazis were not all about letting people be who they were. If you were ill in any way, they didn't like you. If you were disabled in any way, they thought you were inferior. If, if you were a Roma, they thought you were in need of not existing. If you were Jewish, they felt the world would be better without you. If you were gay, they wanted you gone. They accused him of listening to a foreign broadcast which was a capital offense. They arrested him and his daughter and sent him to Dachau, put him in the priest's block with all the other clergy they had captured for speaking truths that they didn't like. Eventually, after the kind of treatments that the Nazis gave their prisoners... He was moved to the invalid block, which was the place that you went before you went to the center where they killed you. And that's what happened to him. He got killed there. He's one of the martyrs of our faith. I want to read you a prayer that he wrote while he was at Dachau tells you something about his faith and therefore ours. He says it is worthwhile to live and fight courageously for sacred ideals. Oh, blow ye evil winds into my body's fire, my soul you'll never unravel. Even though disappointed a thousand times or fallen in the fight and everything worthless seem, I have lived amidst eternity. Be grateful, my soul. My life was worth living. He was pressed from all sides, but remained victorious in spirit, is welcomed into the choir of heroes. I think about those among us who have been pressed from all sides. The asylum seekers among us, the people of color among us, the trans folk among us. There are so many beloveds who need all the support we can give. They are not here to be tolerated. They're here to enrich one another and to enrich those of us who are temporarily not pressed on all sides. We enrich one another. Our world would be so dull and impoverished without those, the forces of wickedness 
would like to see gone. I want to close by reading you something that a friend of our congregation, Reverend Remington Johnson, said in a speech this week at the Capitol. And this is from an article in the Austin Chronicle by Jana Burcham. At the Rebellion. My son misspoke when trying to say, at the Capitol. One week to go before the legislative session ends. So many people have given so much to attempt to stop these terrible anti-transgender bills that target children, their parents, and healthcare professionals. When I spoke this week, described what the presence of transgender children are to all of us, I said that they were magical in the broadest sense of the word because they offer us this in breaking reality that the world is bigger and better and more beautiful than we could ever imagine. All children offer us this and particularly trans kids whose lives offer us glimpses of a world where we listen to our bodies and live into who we understand ourselves to be. In our modern world, where so much of the noise around us pushes us to disconnect and distance ourselves from our core selves, these kids show us that there's another way, and that way is truly a rebellion against the pressures and distortions of this world. I pray we see the witness of their lives, and that we move to shelter them from the powers that seek to harm them. Bravo, Reverend Johnson. Brava. May we get there. May we all help. Let there now be an offering gratefully received to support the mission of this congregation. If you are a member here, you have made a pledge, and we're so grateful for your faithful paying of that pledge. If you're not a member, you're coming from afar, we would love to have your donations. If you're a member of a small church that is struggling in this time, please think about donating to them instead, so that they will be strong on the other side of this. Join me as we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Sing with me if you care to. The words of Holly Near and her music too. I am open. And I am willing For to be hopeless Would seem so strange It dishonors Those who go before us So lift us up 
to the light of change. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.